Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson, live from Washington, D.C., at the open house of the Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So, so what did it take to fully renovate the Washington, D.C. Temple for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Uh, we're really pleased to have joining us Dan Holt, the project manager for this massive project, this temple renovation. Uh, Dan, thanks for joining us today. Boy, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So as uh, this has to be a, a daunting project, uh, so take us behind the curtain just a little bit in terms of, one, the, the decision uh, to do this renovation, and then uh, just describe how immense uh, and some of the pieces of this project. Yeah, so um, I think the original reason for the project was really a replacement of uh, mechanical electrical plumbing systems that uh, were really kind of at the end of their useful life. And uh, so, so we took the opportunity to not only replace those, but um, obviously you can kind of imagine replacing all the all those all those uh, features in the building, and, and uh, also having to tear out walls and and do various things to uh, to kind of refresh the building. So, um, so we, we we pretty much touched every room, uh, every portion of the building. Uh, we took it down to the studs and and uh, and and really. Uh, Really brought it back to its, you know, originally intended design um, of that mid-century modern look that uh, is so iconic there in, in Washington D.C. Yeah. So as you were uh, beginning that process, uh, a lot of us have a hard time just planning out our day or a week. <laughs> you you, you yeah. had a, a multi-year project. Just give us some some sense of the scope of that, and and how do you actually do that? I think that's an extraordinary discipline and skill to be able to to factor that out. But but what is the process for that? Yeah. So so I fortunately um, have the opportunity of of uh, being a part of a a quite sizable team. I'm just kind of one of the one of the members of the cog, you know, one cog in the wheel, I guess. And and uh, we had a great uh, great project management team, um, and uh, I believe we had somewhere in the neighborhood of about 1,800 uh, laborers, craftsmen, artists uh, that that came through the project at one time or another. And and you know, they all they all have a have a very specific um, you know element to the project to complete. And uh, and and it really was. It, it's interesting to me on uh, on a temple project or a temple. You know, this size especially, um, the amount of coordination that it takes and, and the sense of unity that was there, I think because of the project team that we had. Um, you know, projects are, construction projects are always tense, stressful. Um, you know, it, it oftentimes is, it feels more like a battleground than it does uh, anything else. And, and uh, working on a temple, uh, there was a different feeling there that kind of allowed us 
to uh, work more as a community um, and uh, and provide uh, kind of a sense of unity to to in collaboration to the project. So so you know we, we hire you know as as, a, as an owner's representative I hire um, a contractor and an architect to do a tremendous uh, job in coordinating the, the project for us and and my job is really just kind of oversight on on site and making sure that everything's running smoothly and that we keep the keeps the obstacles out away from them so they can do their job. So it, it really is uh, it's great to be a part of a great team like that that knows exactly what they're doing. Uh, I, I think that's extraordinary. We, we, I see in so many businesses that that's just doesn't happen on a, on a very simple project or a, a simple day-to-day kind of thing, and uh, especially in construction where you have certain things that have to be done first and certain things have to be done after that. Uh, sequencing obviously matters, uh, but being able to have that kind of unity and camaraderie, uh, that's that's really an exceptional thing. Yeah, yeah, it really was tremendous, and, and, um, and I think... Uh, you know, it, it takes a tremendous amount of coordination, you know, years in advance. Um, the, the initial work that began on this project was a few years before even construction started. And, and, um, and, and as you look at the design elements and the schedule, all of that is thought out and kind of worked out in, in, in design first. Um, there, there's a tremendous amount of, uh, of tools that we can use today. Uh, that we didn't have, you know, 40 years ago that, uh, that allow us to basically build the building, um, you know, in, in, you know, in design on a, on a computer and collaborate together. Um, the unique thing about this building, though, um, is, is we didn't really know exactly what was behind the walls from 45 years ago when we started. So there was a, there was a lot of kind of on-the-fly design and uh, coordination to, to get it right. Uh, you'd open a wall and realize it's something you've never seen before and, and have to work together as a team to get that, uh, you know, get that done, uh, put that correctly. Wow, that's extraordinary. If you're just joining us, we have Dan Holt, who is project manager for the Washington, D.C. Temple for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Of course, we've been broadcasting from our nation's capital all week. Uh, and as you look at that project now, uh, having gotten to the, the finish line component to that, uh, is there an area of it or was there a particular uh, challenging component to it that, looking back, you're kind of most proud of? Oh, I think it was something something different every week. You know that we looked at uh, at walking on a Monday morning and realized that there was another challenge uh, ahead of us that uh, that we uncovered or discovered in in coordinating everything. So um, it's hard to say. I, I think one of the one of the the things that I am most proud of uh, for the people that did the work that they did um, were the elements that, as you walk through, if you've seen them before. Uh, you, if you walk through the building before and you walk through again today during the open house, um, you wouldn't notice a difference other than perhaps it was new or, or maybe looked a little cleaner. Um, you know, so, so like for instance, the, uh, the east and west stained glass, art glass windows that go, you know, from, from the basement to the, to the seventh floor, um, those were completely redone. Um, the same exact glass in the same exact location. Um, with new epoxy resin, uh, with new framing um, to kind of support it and hold it up and 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 give it new life. Um, but if you were to walk through there, you wouldn't even have known that we did anything with it. Um, but that that portion of the work took a good eighteen months to two, you know, eighteen to twenty months, I believe, to from start to finish to get it done. So there was a tremendous amount of effort and work to get this building to look exactly how it is intended to look from the original design. And, and I think that's what I'm most proud of is to walk through and realize 
you know, that there is, there was so much work that was done and so much effort and, and, uh, that, that was put forth to, uh, to make that happen, to make it look and restore it back to, um, how it's supposed to look. Um, and, and many people, I don't think unless they hear the story would even understand, um, that that was even, you know, even done. Yeah, just describe that stained glass process. <laughs> uh, I, I looked yeah, at it this so, morning, and uh, and that is yeah. just mind-boggling to me. Yeah, it, it really is tremendous to look at that piece of, uh, of art. Really, is what it is. It's more art than it is glass. You know, a window, and to see that the piece of glass you touch one of those pieces of glass, and you're you're assured that that piece of glass was there in 1974 in that exact same location that was first dedicated. Um, but everything around it um, has been replaced. And to be able to do that um, and have the, you know, the, artist, the artistic uh, ability and, and the coordination and uh, you know, all the tools that it takes to be able to do that properly um, and design it in such a way that we anticipate it to last much longer in the future um, takes, uh, takes a, lot of, a lot of effort, uh, a lot of coordination, and, and, and really is, is absolutely astounding to walk up those, those stairs and realize that, uh, that um, it's, you know, it's exactly how it should be. Yeah, and what was the number on the stained glass pieces? Oh, I think uh, we estimated it to be about uh, somewhere between 18 and 19,000 pieces um, that uh, are all counted for and, uh, and count in that design. You know, wow. you get one of those out of place, and and uh, and the the art, you know, the artistic value of it has has changed. So it was yeah. quite an effort. Wow, that is mm-hmm. absolutely unbelievable, and it is uh, stunning and extraordinary. Uh, Dan Holt, the project manager for the Washington D.C. Temple, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Dan, thank you so much for sharing your insight on uh, an extraordinary project uh, right here in our nation's capital. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you, boys. Have a good day. All right, and that's Dan Holt, the project manager for the Washington, D.C. Temple. 19,000 pieces of stained glass. Uh, and so every one of those little pieces matter, and together they all made something that is absolutely extraordinary to look at. Well, that wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. When we come back, we'll hear from our Utah lawmakers. Some of them have been through the temple, and there's a lot happening on Capitol Hill here in the state, uh, in the Washington, D.C. district, and we'll cover all of that in hour number two. Coming up next, stay with us after Top of the Hour News. More Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Utah's choice for 100 years. Ali comes out to meet strangers. It has been an honor to come into your homes all these years. The statue of Saddam Hussein has been pulled over. We're the station for breaking news, traffic and weather together, and conversation about important stories. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Thank you for 100 years of trust from KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.